The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. The latest trends and hottest topics, love and sex, handled honestly and with passion. Here's Dr. Lori, CJAD 800. Coming up in the program, our all-female panel, The Passion View, Daniel Beznos, Paris Mansouri, Maya Cooper will be joining us. We'll be talking about the secrets of sexually satisfied couples and what does sexual satisfaction mean to you? Is it all about quality? quantity? Is it a number of times per week? And what do men and women want out of relationships? How different are we really? Those are some of the topics that we will discuss. And as we go live on Facebook as well, that's coming up after 1015. But first, time to check out our inbox. Your calls and texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion now at 514-790-0800 or 514-800. You can always email me your questions, lori at drlori.com, anytime during the week as well, as this uh, gentleman did. Does our ch- does our taste change over time or something we don't know about until we discover it later? I'll give you an example. When I was younger, I was turned on by very slim and small boobs. Now, when I see those Victoria's Secret models with fake boobs, for example, they don't do anything for me. Instead, I'd rather someone who is very chunky and busty. So that's interesting. And I think most people would say, absolutely, our tastes can change. Our needs can change. What we want sexually can change in terms of what turns us on. That can evolve. That can change. That uh, simply because of our aging body sometimes or uh, our willingness or openness to experiment or try new things. Uh, who we are attracted to can change. Also, uh, I notice as uh, as we get older, for example, you um, can be attracted to uh, people who are in your age category or older, whereas maybe 20 years before that or 30 years before that, that wasn't an attraction. So we evolve in that way, uh, in that way as well. How has, uh, what has changed for you? Maybe we can uh, get you to uh, chime in here at 514-800. So uh, certainly very possible that our tastes uh, can change and what we find attractive uh, can change and our own needs can change as well. Uh, here's an interesting uh, email. In my previous marriage, my wife and I used to swing. So swingers. My ex-wife was bisexual and very much into the lifestyle. My present wife is not bisexual and does not like the idea of swinging. The problem is after 20 years of marriage, the sex is boring. Not that it isn't good. It's just the same thing over and over. In bed, lights off, same positions. I've told my wife this and she was very upset and offended. I did mean to be, I didn't mean to be mean, just honest. I have asked her what she would find exciting and have offered many suggestions such as dressing up, erotic photography, bondage. I even offered to share her with another man. She said no to all of that, stating that she is not into any of that and just enjoys our intimacy. What are your suggestions? I don't want to cheat on her, but I am at the point of needing something more and something new and exciting. 
clearly uh, your wife is is expressing her boundaries with you, and uh, your past actions to me anyway, indicate uh, maybe a greater openness and maybe a kinky side to you, whereas your wife is more on the vanilla side. Uh, Being able to openly discuss sexuality with a partner is very important. It's a big plus. It's what a lot of sexually satisfied couples talk about. Uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, with asking a partner to mix things up a little bit. But I think your suggestions just are too extreme for her. Like you're, and it's also um, she may also she's offended by it because it all it's also pressure for her feeling like this you're she's not good enough or this is uh not good enough and she may be completely satisfied in in what is going on uh in your uh, in your love making and then she of course gets the feeling that you're not um what about starting small like tell her you would want a little bit of experimentation like just to change things up a bit just to mix things up a bit cuz some of the things you've been mentioning may be far too extreme for her uh to think about so uh and certainly cheating is not the option here unless this is a, an agreement that you and uh you and your wife decide upon in terms of having a an open relationship but that doesn't sound like she'd be open to that anyhow um but ask her what she would be comfortable doing uh, rather than what she would find exciting. It's very possible that she does not know what she might find exciting or maybe she doesn't want to or doesn't feel comfortable exploring this to this point. So more, it's more like asking her, would you be comfortable with this rather than uh, what would you find exciting, Okay. Maybe you can suggest some very light bondage without making it sound like a whole BDSM thing, but uh, like a blindfold, uh, engage in sensory play. You can just say to her, um, how about we take turns being blindfolded and, and just feeling the sensations? Simply something like that. Maybe you can try uh, or she can try a little bit of uh, dirty talk or maybe you can change up uh, where you have sex. Maybe explore uh, different positions. These are all things you can try without going uh, without going to uh, to the extreme. Any thoughts from anybody else uh, on this? If you want to, uh, if you want to put in your two cents, of course, you know you're always welcome. Five one four eight hundred. Calling in at five one four seven nine zero zero eight hundred. Based on the other email, this text writes: I now, I no longer like slim men. I prefer them heavier. So your taste exactly can uh, can change. This gentleman was asking if things. Uh, can change and was wondering because he used to like small boobs, now likes bustier uh, women, heavier women. And of course, thankfully, as humans, we we do change. Uh, I once dated a girl who required me to read the Kama Sutra before going out. It, along with fear of flying, helped me to become a better lover. My question to the panel is, am I a dinosaur? Well, we can ask the dinosaur, but why would you be a dinosaur. I think, I, I mean, of course, the Kama Sutra is dinosaurish, as is the book Fear of Flying. <laughs> it, it's a long time ago. Uh, but hey, uh, they're helpful. They give you ideas. They keep you open. They g- give you a, 
uh, kind of like a, a blueprint or plan to experimentation. They help you get over some of your anxieties. They make you a little more open. So to me, that's not dinosaurish behavior. That I think that's really great. It's really great that you're open to that. Uh, coming up with our female panel, and we'll be going live on Facebook. So to go to our Facebook page or the CJD 800 Facebook page as well, where we'll have Daniel Beznos, Paris Mansouri, and Maya Cooper in studio discussing things like uh, what uh, what makes uh, sexually uh, satisfied couples or which kinds of couples or what do they do uh, that uh, they exhibit more sexual satisfaction. That's coming up after... relationships on the line connect with dr Lori now 514-790-0800 passion news talk radio cjad 800 excited to have my girlfriends in studio with me the passion view dania beznos paris mansouri and maya cooper all really good friends in studio talking about sex it's no different than being at the restaurant with our <laughs> martinis and Discussing the same topics we always talk about, right? Right. <laughs> we're trying to go live on Facebook, but apparently we're having trouble, right, Paris? We are. Oh, but too I'm bad. fixing it. It's saying okay. go into the settings. I'm in the settings. I'm fixing right. our camera. It's a good and thing we microphone. have. It's a good thing we have one Tech person support. who is technically technically savvy because none of us would be able to be able to do this. Just I was talking earlier. Um, a gentleman had written in. Asking me is is it possible that our tastes change as we get older? I wanted to get some of your feedback. Like he was saying that when he was younger, he liked uh, small boobs and and you know I guess small and perky, and now he likes heavy like heavier women and bustier women. Uh, so he was wondering if that's possible. I said, of course, of course, our needs and our our attractions can change. But I want to get some of your feedback on that. Maya, you want to go first? My tastes have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I think when I was young, I, I used to like, like, not so much pretty boys, but the, you know, the, the classic magazine, you know, buff and, um. So the equivalent of like the Victoria's Secret women. Yeah. Or even just like the, you know, Moose and Midge from the Archie comics, like just the big, <laughs> whether he was buff or not, I liked them just big and clean and short hair or whatever. And, and I've noticed that my father, who was like a big honking, hairy guy with a beard, I used to say to my mother, like, ew, what do you see in him? It's so gross. And now. <laughs> now you like them hairier? I kind of, I kind of like them hairier. And maybe because that's the look now, I'm not sure, but I can c- completely appreciate the hairy. Although I'm thinking my husband is like, he's got a, a nice, neat little goatee. He's kind of bald on top. So <laughs> you just hmm. described my husband and Daniel's husband. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our three husbands look the same. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I appreciate things I didn't when I was younger. Exactly. Like I, I I do love bald also. So for me, that's I like the look of a shaved head. Which when I was younger, no way. Right. That wasn't. Yeah, that wouldn't have been. In the I picture. was never that specific. I was like little dark men though. You know, like little, little dark, dark men. <laughs> dark hair, dark skin, like very small. And that didn't change for you. No, no. Pa- Paris is all, all getting excited. Are we yeah. live on Facebook? I no. She just wants so. to talk about her man. Oh, okay. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Three, Did you two, want- one. Technically, we should be live on Facebook. There's a red light. 
It says we're on Facebook, but my screen is blank right now. Let us so know, people. Let us know. Yes. If you see us live, uh, stop. <laughs> we're trying, guys. We are. But yes, my tastes have completely changed. And you're the youngest out of all of us here. So. I didn't think it was possible. To change? To, really? Because I, not that not that it's not possible to change, but I've been so consistent in the kind of person that I've been attracted to my entire life. It has <laughs> always been, always, from the moment that I remember, like my my childhood ch- bleh, crush, I can't even talk, childhood crush was David Hasselhoff. You know, oh, like, my. I had oh, a, God. It was like tall <laughs> and built. <laughs> but then it changed, like tall and dark, but... You, like you have to be over six feet. You have to have a certain build. Not that you we're have talking to about have Paris it. is like five foot nothing. No, I'm five foot two. Let's just not exaggerate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone I've ever dated has been over six feet. Wow. And over. Like it's just I like to feel tinier than I really am. Right. But this recent gentleman, he is. I think at most five foot four, five foot five. Oh wow. <laughs> he looks nothing. I like them clean cut. Dressed a certain way, like I like a stylish gentleman who has like great shoes, great style, like a present. He's in flip flops. He gets colored pedicures. He, he his <laughs> outfits are wild. His so hair totally is not what you would have. No, he lets his beard grow out completely. Like wow, I don't know. It's but I think he's the most beautiful man I've ever. Because you're attracted on. to more than what he looks. That's like. right, For and sure. of course it's, it's really not right. just the looks. Exactly. Yeah. No, but in uh, this case, I had no idea. It changes the way you think when, when that ends up happening, you realize, oh, was I ever shallow before or whatever, or very limiting. I limited myself, uh, before texter writes, when I was a kid, I liked blonde hair, blue eyed guys. And now I like dark eyes, dark hair. I understand the original uh, caller as looks as uh, look at or look at the men's magazines. Very few are, uh, small breasted. I don't know, whatever. Uh, does the panel like the bad boy? Who likes the bad boy? I, never I did when I was ba- younger. I didn't. I never did. I dated a lot of musicians, and generally Me musicians too. were kind of like the bad boys. Yeah, right? bad boy. I have some bad stories about some bad boys. <laughs> Got grounded a few times for some bad boys. Yeah. That you see I that feel changes. So boring. I'm yeah. so boring. You never liked the bad boy. Nah. Oh, not really. Honestly, it's the energy. Like this last guy, and we're you know we're saying like you got to know him, or maybe it's like it's more than the looks. No, it was literally when I saw him, it was the absolute energy and and his entire presence. I totally understand that. I think that's so weird, and and that's what suddenly drew you to a completely different look, a completely different person. It was his energy. It was your immediate chemistry. It was Mm -hmm. some kind of something like something electric that happened between you. And boom, now Paris is interested in a different look altogether. Go <laughs> and then figure. you realize, but then you, I think then you realize, oh, I, I need to go beyond and give people Absolutely. a chance, right? Absolutely. And it's made me realize 100% that if it's not, like I just never, Dr. Lori, maybe you can speak on this, Dr. Lori, because I never thought it would, sometimes you see a couple and like you've probably seen friends throughout your entire life and then they end up with somebody completely different than, than what you thought they would end up with. Right. And, and and so how does that Or who work? they were dating. Right. Or who, who you consistently. knew. Consistently. they were dating. And then suddenly they fall in love with someone who is completely like the, your the, your circle would say, whoa, that's not your usual type. Right. Right. And 
so for me, it's amazing because I'm thinking in my mind, as wonderful as he is, if it doesn't work out, like how incredible, because I've just realized that I pigeonholed myself right. in who I felt like I would be attracted yeah, you to. But what a great lesson. You just weren't ready for it before. Now you're ready. You're more, you're. Maybe, and I think yeah, that is true. I think, I think so. I think your, but your that, experiences that, and... I, I get super frustrated with men or women who who right away, the first question when you want to set them up is, well, what do they look like? Who cares right. yeah. what they look like? Have lunch, have a coffee, have dinner, have a conversation. Yes. And something may spark. Yes. And if it doesn't, it fi- it's fine. It doesn't, but... Sometimes you don't even need a conversation. And it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> right. always spark on the first one. Yeah, I, I find that, that spark so, later and shock it's so you. shallow. I yeah. find it so limited, and not shallow just like because of looks. Shallow in the sense that you can't like you're, you're totally to to use your words pigeonholing yourself into something that you figure is your typical pattern. Yeah. Think outside the box, people, and and think beyond the for attraction. Attraction goes far, far beyond the physical. The physical, because yes. truth be told. I'm sure many of us have experienced this. You can be with a beautiful-looking man or, or woman, like okay, for our case, let's say a man, and you talk to them for five minutes, and they're like, ugh, you're totally turned off. So it doesn't matter how beautiful they are. Uh, if they don't fit what you want or are looking for in all the other aspects, that's not what you're going to be attracted for, right. at least not for a relationship. Sometimes you don't know what you're looking for. Look at Paris. She didn't know what she was looking for, and she found it. Or you're not looking for it at all. Yeah, right. I wasn't looking for it at right. all. That was the least. That was the last place I would have ever expected. Those are the but best stories. Is that, does it speak to maybe our own like desire for security? Like in our, in our minds, we kind of feel like, oh, we've dated this much. We know what we're looking for, and that's why we keep looking for that. And then that's why we end up thinking, well, this is my type. Is there a reason why we do that? That we that we look at well, we make ideas in our heads, and for many of us, we have these these scripts, these sometimes sexual scripts or relationship scripts in our minds that we do end up like pigeonholing, thinking that this is only what I'm going to look for, and we also start creating patterns. So, and sometimes not healthy patterns based on our history or our childhood or what we were exposed to, and then we realize, wait a second, I keep picking all of these men or all these women who are not good for me. Even And why am I attracted to these kinds of people who are clearly not good for me because they ought, never turn out good? So, and this is very much related to our our childhood history. Some of it, we could go into theory, but like attachment and how we felt and how secure we felt. And, and so we can make choices based on that. And our scripts come from that. See, I'm realizing that because this has kind of jolted me into this new experience. But how can, let's say one of our listeners is listening and they find themselves like wanting to kind of get out of their shell or, or out of their the mold of who they think they should be. Like, how can we do that without needing like a an event or an individual to take us out of it? Sometimes therapy helps. Like I'm it, getting free therapy okay. right now. So, so the thing is, is that oftentimes when you realize, oh, I, you have to recognize this is a pattern. I've got a pattern here. And what's the common denominator of this pattern? You're the common denominator. So now it's time to look inwards. Now it's time to look at yourself and to say and ask yourself the important questions. What is it about me? that finds these people initially attracted, like why am I attracted to that? And then kind of do the opposite. So when you see yourself being attracted to that same kind of person, move away. doesn't matter that you're attracted to them. Go out with someone you're not attracted to. 
and see what happens. Let that evolve. So you have to, it's a, but it's a very conscious thing because these patterns evolve unconsciously. So we, we don't realize it until we bring it to consciousness and then, and then say, uh-oh. It's like we're our, I, our own I worst enemy. Do, oh, we, of course, we really are. We really are. So we were going to talk about sexually satisfying couples, which we'll get to, like what <laughs> we do. But this happens all the time on the program where we just fly off on on something else. But uh, and, and lots of people are wanting to text in at 514-800, putting in their two cents. So we'll continue our discussion with the passion view here. Uh, Daniel Beznos, Paris Mansuri, Amaya Cooper in studio. Uh, what is it that makes uh, couples sexually satisfied is something we'll address uh, coming up. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. It's Sex Out Loud, and you're welcome to listen in. Passion on CJAD 800. I love this night when our ladies panel that is here, my great friends in studio, Dania Beznos, Paris Mansouri, and Maya Cooper in studio, and the, the text boards lighting up with comments about attraction and change. So I, I, I want to continue with that because people have some interesting things to say about that. And by the way, we're live on Facebook, so you can go to the uh, CJD Facebook page, my Facebook page, Paris's Facebook page, Maya's Facebook page, any Facebook page, and you can watch us uh, live and interact with us in between segments as well. Sorry it took us so long to uh, to get up there. But here's someone who says, how are you supposed to have chemistry if you are totally turned off by their looks? You can only be platonic if that happens. But we're not talking about totally turned off. We're just talking about not totally turned on immediately yeah sometimes you just have to get to know somebody and then their looks and then they become adorable cute, right exactly they're being right and i think that's right an important part it's not it's not about being turned off if you're completely turned off by somebody that's, that's a, different, a different that's story. a whole other yeah. but it's not like one extreme or the other extreme there are in between right you also hear a lot of stories of people who had no attraction at the beginning and as they got to know each other even platonically oh, I know a lot of people like all that. of a sudden something yeah. developed that they would never have yeah, anticipated exactly. so there's got to be something to say about that that's right it, it happened once for me I had no idea. Like, there was somebody, there was, like, flirtation, but I always felt like, oh, my God, like, I'd never been. But he was just a, somebody I was friendly with. And then one night, it just so happened that we kissed. And I was like, what is going on in everything? Fireworks. Like, Absolutely. I know a few people like that where who went on a couple of, um, I knew one one woman, and she went on a blind date with this guy. I happened to set him up. And it totally she said not my type not my type. i said just give it a chance you know and then on the i think on the second or third date he kissed her and she said she melted away like it was that was happening with me and Irwin on our fourth date i there was shocked you go. it's shocked you waited till the fourth date yeah to have a kiss yeah wow well, she's like a good kiss. <laughs> she played it she played hard to get i see but you see that can happen so initially you may not have that wow attraction but then Something happens. The chemistry kicks in at some point. Yeah. It doesn't have to be initial. I was shocked. It shocked you. Yeah. Why? Because he wasn't. I didn't think. I, I thought he was such a nice guy and I, I like to be with him, but I didn't think I was attracted to him. And then I was so shocked when he kissed me. I was like, wow. I'm really attracted. Like, Hello, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> what just happened? Come into my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Texter writes, I don't like, I still don't like hairy men unless the character compensates. But there's an unless, right? So it may not be your typical. Might see, overlook the hair. You can overlook the hairy if everything else, uh, comes up. I agree. yeah. Sheila yeah. writes, I liked smooth-skinned, curly-haired, light brown guys who could dance well from the age of five years old till now at 60. It didn't change for me. But I guess you've always liked that. That's okay. Uh, this text writes, I look more for a logical, intellectual level in a man. So, again, that goes beyond just the physical. It's more Is about the Is it easier for women to look past it than men? Like, if men aren't attracted, I think they're just not attracted. And they're not know, interested in moving in. forward. I, I well, what about like know. in your practice? Do you see that? It's hard to, to determine that from my practice because people come in after years of being married together. They don't come in for necessarily that reason. And it's they're also coming with presenting problems. It's probably. a pre- it's a problem. It's usually not about attraction, usually. Uh, but but it is interesting to see are women more? Do we say forgiving or more flexible in? What they might find attractive than men? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't. I, I, I'm not sure. I would want to make that. No, no, no. I'm just saying, statement. if a woman is not attracted to the look of a man, but then she's willing to say, oh, "I'll go on another date. I'll see what he's like." Maybe are women more apt to do that than a man? Men need that. I attraction think I know right men who have done that too. Yeah. Like I know men who no, who obviously will say not that's a, a nice person, and hopefully, like they yeah. hope that something will yeah. will evolve out of that. Uh, here, you can have chemistry by their character. That can be very attractive. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, another text writes, this is interesting. Let's not forget, however, that the media has plenty to do with our changing tastes as well. Female attractiveness, for instance, is represented by more voluptuously shaped women nowadays, like Kim Kardashian, blah, blah, um, as compared to the 60s and 70s when they were portrayed rather slim and smoother chested instead. Consequently, our beauty ideals appear to be fairly influenced by updated and hence subject to the various alterations of our corresponding social times accordingly. And it's true, but it's It's a very subtle... Uh, sometimes it can, it can be in our collective consciousness, if you will, you know, where we don't realize what determines attractive. Like I rem- I know, for example, the, um, the trend of removing all of your pubic hair, right? We can admit that that's a trend in the last, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years, whatever it is. And it's often led by porn and, and that's the dictates of like they dictate genital beauty in many ways. Now I will interact or meet guys, for example, who have said to me, uh, I would never date a woman who has, who has pubic hair. Like that turns me completely off. So you would never hear that years back. So somewhere it's playing in that, in, in our, in our conscious, in our consciousness. What do you think Paris? I agree. I also think that something can happen and they just meet an individual and they could still want them to or hope that they'll uh, shave. They'll shave. <laughs> but that there's Once other they get things that will be more important. I would hope that other things would be more important. And maybe right. and maybe I was hearing from a gentleman who was only interested in the sexuality part. So obviously if it's just about the sex, you want your your partner is an object. It's not really, it's not about being intimate 
with it's not about sharing intimacy it's about sharing sex but you're talking about attraction you 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 initially posed the question around this concept of attraction not Mm -hmm. necessarily just sex and i and i would argue that just like food tastes can change i don't know about yours but mine have also changed over time i have some different food tastes than i did when i was 20 and when i was Seven and things are acquired taste yeah. too. I right. hated sushi the first time I tried it. Love it now. I hated uh, lobster. Well, now I don't need it anymore. But you know, all of those things that were to me acquired. So taste. I, I wouldn't wouldn't you think that that attraction, just taking so. it to that degree, is also a question of a maybe acquired taste or tastes that just change as you mature, as you experience life, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you change your taste buds for men. Maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> more this on te- that later. Yeah, more on that. <laughs> this text writes, Hi, Dr. Laura, I know that looks are not everything, but I'm very sorry. These men with bad teeth, it's disgusting. Total turnoff. Well, we all have our turnoffs. Like, we've, yeah. we've talked about this on the program before. Somebody who has, bought, who has bought bad hygiene. Like, we all have our negotiables and non-negotiables. Uh, teeth, I get it. Teeth is, is a, a big one. For me too, you know, that, that's something that, that would affect me. So yes, sometimes there are negotiables and non-negotiables that we have that are, for whatever reason, a complete turnoff to us that may not be a turnoff to others. Coming up, we are going to talk about sexually satisfied couples. Let me get to it. Okay. Let's just get to it once and for all. Talk that's all inclusive. Passion with Dr. Lori. News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. The all female panel tonight The Passion View, Daniel Beznos, Paris Mansori, Maya Cooper in studio. We're live on Facebook as well. You can go to the CJAD Facebook page and uh, interact with us there or my Facebook page at Dr. Lori Batito. I just want to share a couple of texts to give people a voice. Uh, I'm fairly slim and once actually had a guy who was strictly into heavily overweight women offered me money. In order to gain weight for him, so he could date me, because that's a fetish, by the way. That's those are called feeders, and it's a there's a a particular fetish that 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 uh, about feeding somebody and fattening them up. Completely, really something else. That's also something like in for the long haul. How long does it take to get somebody to (laughs) that fatter? Yeah, well, it's it almost sounds like you're feeding an animal to roast it right like to to make it meatier so you can exactly so romantic Uh, yeah i'm listening to your show and looks definitely plays a part but character is very important i'm into outgoing uh bubbly women uh you can have a good looking man that can be selfish and terrible in the sex so true uh hey i'm listening to your show and looks definitely plays a part but character is very important oh you said that i know many women who are not interested in dating at all if they're not attracted to a man and that's fine and vice versa for men vice versa uh and then this one says no Nope, you can't change your attraction. It's in your biological makeup. Waste of time to try to go against your preferences. And that I disagree with. I disagree with with that. It's not even that you're trying. It just happens. Yeah, you don't even have to try. Exactly. Uh, It's more about the eyes and lips for me and not necessarily one type. When we are young, we usually fall for a singer or actor, so we seem to look for that image in a man. Now I actually like a heavier man. Uh, like my ex has a stomach, he calls his chum, I don't know, but I really like it. We, we stayed very good friends. All right. The secrets of sexually satisfied couples. People are waiting for the, uh, the answers to this. So there's these, it was an article in, in women's day. So take it with a grain of salt, but whatever, uh, for long, for couples, they schedule sex. 
Sexually satisfied oh, here we go couples. Again, yeah, here we go. Sex. Yeah, I know. Some of us disagree with that. They schedule sex. They lock <laughs> the bedroom door. They lock the bedroom door. If they don't have a lock, they create a sense of boundaries, like where it's mommy and daddy time kind of thing. They have perfected the quickie. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes you need that when you've got you kids. I have a friend who gave me that advice once. Yeah. yeah. They calling. experiment. So they mix it up a little bit so that it's not always so predictable. They keep communicating, communicating about uh, needs, wants, all of that. They avoid or reject excuses. Mm-hmm. So, Like not, not, be, not be, now like, I have a headache? That's right. Like not excuse. now I have a headache excuses. Beware of letting excuses take on a life of their own because they do. They can take on a life of their own. So try to avoid making those excuses. They trust each other. In other words, they, uh, they are not adversaries. They feel like a team always, which I think is important. And then st- and those uh, who are also more sexually satisfied are those who stay in shape, but not just because they want to please their partner, more about staying healthy, generally speaking, because a healthy uh, helps with healthy body image, helps with how you feel. If you feel ill or not good or what have you, you're not going to be so motivated to engage in uh, regular sexual activity. So the more, the sexier you feel, basically, um, the more uh, satisfied you might be also. So those are the secrets for uh, sexually satisfied couples. And I think I would agree with so every I. I one of those things. all makes sense. Yep. Uh, this one, Texture writes, uh, quickies can be spontaneous, fun, and exciting. And that's where the spontaneous comes in, whereas the, the lovemaking should be planned because you need to know when you've got a chunk of time that you can take, right? right. Whereas the quickies are, can be, well, Maya, you, you, you don't like that answer? No, I'm stuck a little bit on the whole, you know, locking the door and setting boundaries and it makes sense. I, I'm still traumatized by a time when I was a kid and I woke up from a bad dream and my mother came to me and I think she threw on a robe and I, I think I knew at that early age that they, I don't know where I were having sex. I'm not sure what, and I still, I'm. I'm well into my forties and I, I, I'm still talking about it. It's, it was like traumatizing for me and I can't imagine, I think that that would be traumatizing for children. So it's better to not that's let why you have a key and that's why you have a lock on your door. Okay. So again, you, your comment was lock the door. And if you can't set boundaries, I think it's better to just not, you, the kids can know that in theory, my parents have obviously had relations, but I don't think that, I don't think that that's a conversation one should have with their children. You don't have the conversation, but you're allowed to say it's our time. Like you still have to. But how do you do that with a four or five? I think that's awkward. Look, I the, the for I know for us we put a, a lock on the door. You have a four year old in the house, and you put a lock on your door. Hold on, you didn't let me finish my story. <laughs> yes, there's a lock on the door that we lock, and we unlock when we're done, so that it's not locked all night. But at least I never worry about a kid walking in. Because the door's locked. Yeah, not when they're awake. Sorry. I never or thought home. about doing that, but thinking back, it probably is a good idea. Why yeah, now are you saying lock. that? Like, why thinking back? Because I have an 18-year-old that just walks into my room. Oh, really? Oh, so <laughs> yeah. you gotta, tra- you gotta train them. You can't, they can't just too walk to into your room. Now. Not that she does it so often, but when she but does, still, I'm like, is, she is it too late at 18, Dr. Lori? <laughs> well, I don't know. I put a lock. I, I like, I, I like my lock. Yeah. <laughs> I say don't do it when they're awake or don't do it when they're home. Yeah. Good luck with that when your kids are uh, staying up much later than you. Yeah. Wait. 
Wait. Okay, this is where you get creative and put the you TV. You leave the TV really the TV loud. Really loud. You lock the door. <laughs> right. Keep the water in the shower running. Whatever. Yeah. You, you try <laughs> exactly. to distract them from whatever. The loud but TV. You, when your kids are teenagers, they're going to stay up later than you. They stay up later than you. There's no way. You yeah. can, it's really hard to You'll find the time. you if you think. Fair uh, enough. I, right. I'm not there yet. So and I then wouldn't. send them off to sleepovers a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's Where convenient you have some when they're out of the house. No, it's wonderful. Okay, but it's not always then, you know, that that's, it may not match with the frequency of what you want. So, right. but sometimes that's, that's the way it is. So I do think that being able to plan it. So sending kids off to grandma so that you plan your Saturday evening lovemaking, that's, you have to plan it. Don't you see, Maya, that you're at a stage where you have no choice but to plan it? You know how it? I feel about the planning. Jeez. I think it's Same okay, so way then I feel don't about do the it. Planning, but like, what's the alternative? I don't know. Spontaneity. Spontaneity. Wait till her kids are teenagers. <laughs> yeah. You have to plan it. Then talk to us. That's right. Then Noted. Like, what time are you coming home again? And you're going to have them on Friend Finders. <laughs> That's right. You're going to find where, like, yeah. how far they are. <laughs> how much time do we have? That's right. We have all the tricks. You've got to yeah. check with us. <laughs> All the tricks. Sure, you've been at it longer than. What you time is she it. at work till today? <laughs> and then you get to my stage where they're both gone. The kids are all gone, and then it's no more that, lock on the door that's necessary. That's a whole other. That's a whole yeah. other ball game. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, not that I, you know, love having the kids at home. It's a whole other stage. But of you life. also love when they leave. That's. I just want to say that true. her husband says, "I tell them that we're having sex. That keeps them away." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. a good one. Good one, Erwin. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Uh, Daniel Beznas, uh, where can we find you? AppleAndPearDesign.com. Uh, Paris Mansour, you can find her filling in for me anytime, whenever I'm away, and she will be filling in for me the first two weeks of December. Uh, you can find her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Paris Mansouri. And Maya Cooper. Facebook. Sorry, and, Facebook, yeah, right. Twitter, <laughs> which I don't yeah, use, don't so Instagram, which don't, I haven't figured out. Don't even go. She has no idea. She is... <laughs> Totally no 45 idea. going on 85. <laughs> yeah. You need to get in touch with her. Go through me. That's the way to <laughs> Call do it. Call Lori. She's my agent. <laughs> That's right. Thank you so much uh, for all your texts you, and, and for joining us. And thanks to our Facebook uh, viewers as well. Thanks to Brian Callisar, our wonderful uh, technical producer. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Betito, B-E-T-I-T-O, or through my website, drlori.com. Don't forget, you can send me your emails through there as well. Coming up next on CJD, the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, and uh, please remember to live your life with passion. Yeah.